There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper. A big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And it's great to be back with you for uh, another week, another fantastic guest. We've got Rebecca Ahmed. We're going to be talking about energy at work, uh, which is going to be a great, uh, great topic. And uh, uh, and I'll explain. Rebecca has been um, ex- um, using a bit of energy up just to be uh, be with us today because um, she's uh, currently in Costa Rica. But we'll talk about that uh, in a few minutes. But uh, before I do that and I introduce you to Rebecca, I'd like to say a big thank you to well, Wendy Keller first for my introduction to Rebecca. Wendy is a fantastic uh, publishing agent in the US, uh, owns Keller Media, and Rebecca is one of her clients and has a, a fantastic new book, Energy at Work, which will be um, coming out in 2024. Um, but before we do that, I'd like to say a thank you to Paul Graham, who was my guest last week. Uh, Paul is the managing director of Britvic, the soft drinks company and uh, talked to us last week about neurodiversity and his his journey and also the amazing work that Britvic are doing to really embrace neurodiversity in the in their workplace uh, so do check that out about 20% of people are identified as being neurodiverse in some way and many of them have great superpowers that we need to be um helping to helping to a- access and also um helping them to be much more open and transparent about it so we can we can all benefit and, um, and and all work even more effectively together. So you, you, the Business Elevation Show is about um, elevating your thinking. It's about developing uh, and contributing, you know, who you're being, what you're doing to, to ensure that we, through business, uh, create a better world, a better world than we've certainly seen over the last few, uh, few months or years. And uh, I think business has an important um, part to play in that. And one of the factors I think that can really, really help and makes a huge difference to people's satisfaction, their happiness um, at work, at home, is um, when you really focus on building energy. And my guest today, Rebecca Ahmed, is an expert when it comes to energy at work. And uh, you know, she says being happy at work is an inside job. And I couldn't co- agree more because when I spoke to Rebecca, I, I was sort of a sharing with her that I see my own work developing leaders and teams and culture is really all about energy and, and about the flow of that energy and, and energy can you know it can lift everyone and it can lift uh, the performance of an entire the entire company so i'm really excited about this conversation today because it's really close to my heart um and you know i think really this is the number one secret ingredient and, and rebecca is the perfect person to explore this she's an award-winning speaker a business consultant and an energy leadership index master practitioner which is an exclusive training in human energy and how we can experience, express and expand it in ourselves and others. And Rebecca advises some incredible companies on creating a motivational workplace culture by bringing teams together and leveraging their energy for personal and professional growth. And her upcoming book is going to be entitled Energy at Work, Reinvigorating Strategies to Transform Yourself 
and your workplace. And I'm delighted to say it will be coming out in 2024. So do make a note of it. Do um, do access it when it's available. Um, but a big welcome to Rebecca Ahmed. Thank you. Thank you for the warm introduction <laughs> and lots of personal energy coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <Costa> <laughs> yeah, you're the, well, I love Costa Rica. It's a long time since I've been, um, but uh, what, what's, uh, what's take, you know, where do you live normally and why are you in Costa Rica? Yeah, so I like to say the world is my home and wherever I'm at at present is my home. So that's where I live. I currently live in Nosara, relocating to Tamarindo in about two weeks. Um, my storage unit is in San Diego and Las Vegas. Um, when I am in the States, I usually go back and forth, but um, I'm a digital nomad by heart and I love to travel for these different organizations. So um, I'm on the road a lot and coming from hospitality and the airline space, it's pretty comfortable for me to be in an airport and to run into people. So <laughs> I'm kind of everywhere, Chris. Amazing, amazing. So, so you, you you're traveling to a lot of countries each year, are you, with your with your work? You... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I speak for so many different organizations, and um, now that we can finally be in person, we're really taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, but I will be stateside in San Diego for a big speech with HFMA in April, April fourteenth to be exact. So um, from there, I think I head to Anguilla and St. Bart's, and then I'll see where the next speech takes me. <laughs> Fantastic! I've got a very good friend in San Diego, actually. Very nice. good. Friend. You'd probably like to meet him, actually. Maybe love make, that. Make, love make connecting with happen. people. Yeah, yeah. You'd you'd like him, Stephen Morris. He's he's fantastic. Um, so so well, Costa Rica is a wonderful place. I, I always remember Tamarindo. I I stopped in Tamarindo once and. And I, I always remember sitting in, and I tell people this when 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 I'm talking to them about podcasts and radio shows, in that it you know really special special interviews when you feel like you're listening into you know really special conversation. And I was uh, sitting in a hotel with my family with, and there was a, a couple of people talking on the next table, and they completely grabbed my attention when one of them said, um, "Yeah, of course, one of the one of the best days I remember was when Harrison Ford took us in his plane over Maui." And, and suddenly I just completely lost um, trail of, of what I was talking about. And I couldn't help like listening into that conversation because it was quite a quite a fascinating one. Um, yeah. And I think that's uh, good if you can create a conversation in a podcast where people just really want to listen into it because it's interesting is uh, is great. So, yeah, a little story about Tamarindo. Um, I love that. <laughs> so so um, so how do you I mean, how do you cope with you know, continuously moving from place to place, though, with without a steady home. I mean, do, do you, it's not I home find it parties. So people are my energy. And when I that's why I came down here. I'm writing my chapter right now all about flow, all about being present. And I was like, you know what? Pura Vida energy is just something I can soak up and really showcase in the book. Um, but that's I get my energy from people, from connecting with people all over the world and bringing their diverse perspectives into the work that I do. The more I get to expose myself to different intersectionalities, different cultures, the more I can bring different tools that people usually wouldn't traditionally use maybe within their own platform, within their own country, within their own community. And by showing them that someone else has a different tool somewhere else, that can speak to them that's it's really bridges so many gaps and it's extremely energizing yeah well i've, I've you know the first time i met you and people can hear right now that you you have a lot of energy you're an, you're a very energetic person and i wonder you were 
you were brought up with seven brothers and a sister. Uh, yes. <laughs> was, 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 was being energetic natural to you um, or was it a, a learned behavior? I think a little bit of both. My parents say I came out of the womb with my eyes open, ready to party. So <laughs> they would remember that more than me, I assume. <laughs> but I think you just have to have a lot of energy when you're the oldest of nine, right? You're the you're the role model. You're also the the one who has to try something and see if it works or fails. And they get to follow that. And you get to impart some wisdom on them or not if they don't want it. <laughs> but it's it's an, you know, it's a it's an energy you get to bring with a family that big. And no matter what, if you don't have a lot of energy, you're going to get stomped right over. So I think yeah. all of us just naturally have a lot of it. <laughs> so you're saying all of you have a lot of energy, all nine of you? I would say, yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> there's a few quieter ones, but they're still pretty energizing if you compare them to most people. <laughs> it must, must have been one big party living in your house. Oh, yes. We have two little babies now that have joined us. So two of my brothers have children. And it's so funny because one's four and the other one's only a couple months old and they're extremely loud. And it's so funny because I was like, they already know in order to get a voice in, you have to have a very loud voice within our family. So um, I think that's just what the Ahmeds are going to keep on bringing into this world. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you and what did your parents uh, or your, your, your father do for a living? Um... Yeah, my dad's a cardiologist. So he's from Pakistan and um, he's 80 years old and still practicing. So that tells wow. you how much energy he has. And the fact that my mom had nine children, that explains her a lot as well, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. God. Well, um, full, full respect to him full, and, and your you. mom. <laughs> yes. Busy, busy, busy lives. I imagine being a cardiologist with nine children is, yes. um, it, yeah, yeah, not a lot of time for yourself, I would imagine. <laughs> I don't think I really I, I didn't like really reflect on that until I moved to Washington DC in 2018 that was probably the first time other than traveling that I had my own apartment and I didn't have a brother or sister in my in my you know living quarters so for sure I, I do remember being like it's so quiet <laughs> <laughs> so so tell us a bit you you came from this busy household and you ended up working in human resources in casinos and uh, and in hotels and entertainment and tra the, tra the travel sector. I mean, how, um, you know, how did this, uh, how did that materialize? And, uh, and what did you learn about energy when you were working in those environments? Yeah, I learned so many things. So Las Vegas properties are just huge, right? Uh, I was part of the team of opening Encore Las Vegas. I joined the Cosmopolitan shortly after opening. And you're looking at 6,000 to 10,000 employees at each of these properties. Wow. So they're massive. And the diverse perspectives you get are super energizing. The stories that come out of these people when they're coming to support these properties is absolutely astounding. And we got to really leverage that to do things that most organizations never get to do. And I never realized how impactful that was and how energizing that was until really when I started my consulting business and taking this work to other organizations and other industries and sharing the feeling of hospitality, the feeling of collaboration, showing diversity of thought and how that can change an entire, shift an entire organization to be positive, to be engaging versus negative and draining. And I think that's what's so powerful about, you know, the Las Vegas lights and the Las Vegas energy and bringing that around the world has been something that's extremely fruitful and really rewarding. Mm. Yeah. Well, positive energy makes an enormous difference, doesn't it? 
I mean, it it'd be totally really, does. Be really interesting to see to be able to compare and rate somehow the positive energy in organizations versus their performance. I actually can do that. So yeah. I do an assessment and that's, I went to school for a year um, and got that certification. And as you probably saw, I have my PCC, which is 500 hours of coaching and I do an assessment. So I can evaluate an individual's or um, energy, personal energy levels, a team's personal energy levels and an organization's personal energy levels. And by taking that assessment, then I can help them create shifts using some of my energetic success principles. And they can direct, you could directly see how a person's energy shifts. That's a beautiful thing about energy. It's not who you are, like an HBDI or a Myers-Briggs. It's how are you experiencing something? And when I shift your perspective or showcase how you can shift your perspective, you get more energy. And so it's constantly rewarding and the shifts come quickly. It's not like you're like, oh, I have to wait 30 days till I can see a shift or you're at the gym for a while and hoping those pounds come off. No, this is quick <laughs> and it's sustainable because you, you can use the tools again and again. And, and is there, so and is there, do people, what, what blocks people's energy? All sorts of things. I mean, it could be what are they what are they consuming, right? What are they watching? Is it really negative? Stress, any type of stress in your environment immediately impacts your energy. Um, pressure, right? So I, I think of a pressure cooker when something's on a time time crunch and you don't have the resources to do that or you don't have the time to accomplish your goals, that's gonna impact your energy. And you see that because think about when you get angry, Chris. When your emotions take over, you're not in control of your energy. If you use the tools to slow down and make a shift, then you'll see with clarity what you need to do and you'll be able to jump into action. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and action with a clear head. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so, so there's lots of things that can can block block this energy, but why most people, I, th I think that most people understand that, um, that energy is important i mean i, I had Je dr jeff crippen on uh two or three weeks ago and he's a, he's a, a a chiropractor but looks at well-being and 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 the likes and he was um you know he was explaining to me you know the importance of you know, po positivity for example people live nine to 15 years longer apparently if they're uh, much more positive um but yeah. workplaces we talk about positivity but why is it that a lot of workplaces are still draining. What you know? Why? Why? Why is that? So many things. I think of stress. I think of reacting. A culture of reaction. You don't have psychological safety. You're focusing on always putting out fires. How long can you run through quicksand? You can't very long. And that's how we're operating. And this is where it's so important to make those shifts so that you stop running through quicksand and you can think clearly and you can collaborate and you can communicate. And this is the opportunity that so many organizations have that they're just not leaning into because they're reactive. Yeah, and, and that reactivity, that drainingness though, it impacts all sorts of things, doesn't it? Like loyalty and retention. It impacts everything. It impacts engagement. And, and I love how you mentioned wellness. I oversaw benefits for Pinnacle Entertainment and we had 17,000 team members right around there. You can see the amount of med medicine, the amount of medical issues people have because of their energy, because it's destructive. It comes out in different ways. Even if you're trying to bury it in, it's gonna come out in your health. And I think it's so important for organizations to look at that too 
Because when you're spending a million dollars a week on your employees because they're not healthy, because they have poor energy, by making those shifts, you're also saving money for your organization. You're impacting people's lives to be better, but you're also hitting the bottom dollar line. Yeah, yes. I, th I think the, the thing that may maybe people don't really understand um, is just actually how much of our bodies are energy. Yeah. You know, we, we are we are made up of um, energy, aren't we? You know, probably 95% of what looks like a solid mass is actually energy. Absolutely. And I like to define this as personal energy, right? So personal energy is the amount of vigor or capacity you bring to a situation. Hmm. And the amount of energy you bring to a situation is based on how you're seeing things. Yes. And those, you know, how you see things is based on your perception, right? It's your trainings. It's how you are brought up. It's, it's you know, nature versus nurture. All of these pieces come into that. And that's why it's so important to understand your inherent perspectives so that you can choose to make shifts so that you can gain more energy. It's all about choice, Chris. Yeah, brilliant. Well, on that note, we're going to go to commercial break. And after after the break, what we'll do is we'll look at the um, the levels of energy because there's a number you, you explained to me it was really interesting a number of different levels so seven of them but also mm -hmm. um you, you you identify and i know you're going to share much more detail in the book about five energetic success principles so let's explore some of those and, and start to think about how can we be mindful of the level of energy that we're operating at and also the the, the principles that can help us to be even more successful and uh, access more of our energy that's available so we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes do join us after the break when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayitskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. You 
are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper. I'm with Rebecca Ahmed, and we're talking about, about energy. And um, energy, how much, en- how much energy is all about personal choice and choosing to access it and then and also what what are the levels these these seven levels that you identified as being truly important yeah so i like to look at them as zones because every level of energy has an advantage and a disadvantage and even destructive energy even when you're feeling negativity there's a use for that so i think it's so important to understand coming from that lens you can use these energy levels how you want to use them. So we'll start from the bottom because you'll just work our way up and it gets more exciting anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Zone I really talk about is the safety zone. What is your brain doing? This stems from the amygdala, right? It stems from keeping you safe and telling you, don't take that risk. Don't jump into that opportunity. Be here, be comfortable. And that's a beautiful thing to use on the day-to-day when you need to, right? Before you cross the street, you're using that energy evaluating do i cross before you even speak in a meeting is this adding value the challenge is is when your energy is at this lower level this is level one you're coming from a place of fear you're coming from a place of self-doubt avoidance and so a lot of people this is when you're internalizing your stress right Mm. when you start pushing it deep deep down and you're saying i'm i don't want to deal with this right now and I, I let my clients know, if you're saying, I don't want to deal with this right now, but you're constantly ruminating on something, all it's doing is depleting your battery. Yeah. And so it's really important to understand when you're in that space, honor it if you do need the time to mourn, to go through something really heavy. I think it's so important to use that type of energy, but also know it can't be something you can stay in long and there's tools to get you out of that. And like you said, I'll share those those principles shortly. And is that also is that also a part can partly linked sometimes to the environment. So I, I always remember when I was um I was a director in a in a in a company, um, and there was a much more senior director than me who used to run this uh, meeting for all of his operational or a team, and I would have to go along and represent um uh, the sort of supply chain and procurement function. So there's probably about twenty people in there. But actually, he was a very imposing character, an ex-rugby player, about six foot six or seven, uh, big, and he completely ruled the roost. And you basically got occasionally you got kind of picked on, right, Chris? Um, and uh, and the the it was it was a place you just didn't really feel safe. You felt vulnerable. Everybody felt vulnerable. So it was so can it be the organisation's fault? Absolutely, it can definitely be your environment, but you need to know that you can remove yourself from that environment if that environment isn't fruitful for you or stemming for you. Mm-hmm. And and that's why it's so important to identify when you don't feel safe and why don't you feel safe, what's coming up for you. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you're sharing, Chris, in that example is that he's coming at you. So when we think of that fight versus flight versus freeze type of response, this energy level, level one, is very much about freeze and, and running away, right, flight. When you want to fight, that goes you up to level two. That's where stress really comes to play, where people are combative. This is what we're seeing mostly right now in our operations, in our workplace, and in our lives. It's this fighting. 
It's not not trying to see the world through someone else's lens. It's I win or you win. And when you think about how exhausting that is, that's that running through quicksand. That's that you're constantly battling and nobody really wins from this. And that's why it's so important to highlight when you're constantly putting out fires in an organization, you're not winning. You're, it's just because you got these little ticks that's not gonna make a sustainable change. And that's where you're not gonna have innovation or collaboration or community or just what you shared, psychological safety. So is that like, a, is that level two then about reactivity? What? Yep, level two is all about conflict and conflict. reaction yeah. and anger. This is where people just feel really, you know, I win or you win. Hmm. Yep. And so as we go up through these levels, level three, I talk about this coming from the compromise zone. Post-pandemic, I see this a lot in organizations, especially organizations just trying to stay afloat. That word, fine. I'm fine. How's work? Fine. How are the kids? Fine. How's the family? Fine. <laughs> when you start hearing that word fine a lot, you know that's that level three energy. You're not great, but you're not down in the dumps, right? And so a lot of people for fine they're so thankful for because we have been going through so many challenges over the past few years, even before the pandemic. It's not like right before the pandemic, we were like, life was amazing. And then this whole thing happened. <laughs> you know, it's been this constant exhaustion. And so the beautiful thing about that energy is you can always find the silver lining. The challenge is most people will sit there because they're so fearful of having to go back down to lower levels of energy that the idea of being really constructive and really excited, it's not even worth the pain, right? It's that pain gain switch that they kind of turn off. And I know because I did that. I've done that multiple times in my life going through struggles. So it's, it's something to really reflect on as an organization and as an individual. So it's kind of, kind of, a, it's, it's kind of like a, a gray zone. I'm fine. It is. So, yeah. I, I think I've referred to it as a gray zone and, uh, so those a bit lower than that I refer to as the crap zone and, and, and <laughs> brilliant zone above. So I probably split it down into three sometimes and I get people. You can to, tell uh, you're British by those. Yeah, I get people to say, well, what's, um, yeah, give me an example. If you were meeting someone in the morning and they, they, they you said, good morning, how are you? What sort of phrases might people use if in, in the grey zone? And my, my favourite one is, um, which my a builder used to always say, used to say it to me when he came to my oh, I'm fair to middling, young Chris, was his words. <laughs> fair to middling, so gray, gray zone. <laughs> yeah, the gray zone, for sure. <laughs> I like to get up in the sunny zone, so as yeah. you can probably tell. I can tell. We, we're we're going to find out what those are in a moment. So what's number yes. four? <laughs> we're heading that way, we're heading to the sunshine. Yes. Yeah, so as we head to the sunshine, when you think about level four, this is that service zone. And coming from hospitality, this is where I see most of my hospitality workers or anyone in an industry that services people because you care so much for others. You can really jump into their world. You can see the world through their lens. And rather than focusing on yourself, you really do empathize with people. And it's a yeah. beautiful gift of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's being, that's being you're, you're in service to others. So yep, you... you're in service to others. It's just so important when you do lead with that service. Yeah. If you don't prioritize others as much as yourself, uh, or right, if you don't prioritize yourself as much as others, you'll go back into that crap zone, as you like to call it, right? Because yeah. you're exhausted. 
if you don't plug in your battery, the same as your phone, you will start depleting and you won't be able to perform. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you, so you, so you basically you, you empathize, empathize with others, but be mindful that can be draining. So you've got to look after yourself. Absolutely. But it's actually quite, it's inspiring to look after others and, and care for them, but you've also got to fill your own battery too. Uh-huh, 100%. Just like when you're on a plane, they say, put your mask on first. You can't help anyone else unless you're able to breathe. Yeah. So it's just a really good reminder for those um, who love to help others. Remember that you need to charge your battery too. Yeah. So what's number three? Uh, five. 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 Sorry, we're going the wrong way. Yeah, I'm going the wrong way. Number four. Number four. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Don't take this back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so five is really coming from a place of curiosity. And this is the first level of energy and the first zone of energy where you stop really looking at things through a lens of judgment and you're starting to look at everything as an opportunity, an yeah. opportunity to learn, to grow. And that's that's the definition of curiosity. Excellent. Uh, and then we go to number six. Yep. Number six is all about creativity and collaboration and being present. Uh, I'm writing my chapter right now on on level six on this creativity zone, which is why I'm in Costa Rica to soak up that pura vida creativity and, and really get into flow. I mean, Chicxulub wrote an entire book on flow. That's mm. how powerful that energy is because you can create, and, and you know this when you're in. I, I do yoga and I'm in, or in a spin class. I love to work out. When the time flies by, you're like, oh my goodness that's that energy and you can be in a really hard challenge at work i always like to make sure people understand this doesn't mean that challenges don't arise this doesn't mean that you're not working through something really sticky at work but when you have that whole day where you're trying to project plan or go through a solution and everything is flowing and people are able to share different ideas that's that energy that's flow and, and your day flies by and it becomes something super energizing, even amongst a challenge. And mm. I think that's so important for people to understand. Yeah, fantastic. And then finally, we're, we're, we must be we must have hit sunshine now. Yes, we've hit sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> level seven. So you can't ever stay in level seven. Those are those aha moments. The ah, I got the answer. The moments you have that out of body experience. Mm. People talk about this. Uh, my brother's a kicker and he says sometimes he literally watches himself kick the field goal and then he's also obviously doing it it's that out-of-body experience that you have those hits of innovation where you're at work and you're i have the solution boom that's level seven and the more you're playing in level five and level six the more you're able to have those hits of innovation yeah that makes sense excellent so uh so good so we're, we're in, in the sunshine state now yeah, yes. <laughs> with, uh, with the hard moments, the out-of-body experiences, but you need five, you need curiosity, creativity and collaboration. And then the more you spend time in there, the more likely you get those the kind of almost divine moments of um, of wisdom and insight, which take you to a another level. Yes, it's it's a moments of clarity, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you've had so many moments throughout your your career. And when you reflect on those, they're so energizing. They're even energizing yeah. just to reflect on. You get excited. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Great. So so now let's have a look. So this that that's the the seven levels of energy that people can can move through. So we, I guess we need to be mindful about where we are, and, and I suppose as organisations, we need to be mindful that we we help people to spend as much time in five six and seven yeah. as we possibly can 
So we don't want them worried about, you know, fearful and uh, all the time in conflict and in the grey zone and uh, serving others but not serving themselves because that all sounds like a recipe for poor health uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, it is. And, and poor it performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so tell us, what, what's the difference then between the seven levels and these five energetic success principles? What, what's How do you distinguish between the two? Yeah. So how I distinguish between them is once you know where you're at, how are you seeing the world? What lens are you looking at it through? You can identify, okay, right now I'm feeling in conflict, let's say. Let's say you're angry about something and you're not seeing the world through another person's lens. Let's say it's your boss and you're like, I do, we do not see eye to eye. I say the, one of my principles is lead with curiosity, right? Cultivate curiosity, ask. Where can your values align? Where can you find similarities? Where can you, instead of judging this person and focusing on everything that you don't align on, lead with curiosity to shift your perspective and see someone through a different set of lenses? Yeah. And that's one of the principles. Another one, when I talk about service, right? And because those who lead with service and care so much for other people, they're amazing with empathy and they can empathize with people in such a beautiful way. But if you wear someone else's coat, that's kind of like how I like to explain it to my clients. If you don't take someone else's energy off and you've empathized with them so much, you've gotten into their box, you've gotten into their world, you're going to see the world through that lens. You've got to take that coat off. It's not yours to wear. Hmm with them but you need to release and this is a principle of detachment okay yes um okay so so just get so em- empathize but um but release detachment is really important isn't it because we we can so often get detached to outcomes uh, oh uh, my gosh yes if we're not, if we're not careful and pe- people do and you know didn't didn't get the, the job that they wanted or they didn't get the promotion that they wanted or they go in to make a sale and it doesn't happen um, but there's a there's a, a real freedom, uh, um, I, I find, and an expansiveness of of letting go of detachment, because actually I think you can play better in that space when you're not when when it doesn't mean everything. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And people make up stories. So what happened? The fact I didn't get the job. What's the story you made up? I'm not good enough. You're going down to a lower level of energy. Yes. And we do this all the time. And that's something so powerful, detach from the narrative or the story you created. That's not what happened. The fact is the fact. The story you tell yourself is completely different. And that's where you see imposter syndrome because people, they know the facts. I've done the studies. I've gone to school. I have the experience. Yet I still tell myself I'm not good enough or I don't belong because of something that happened at one point. And the narrative you created is the story you're telling yourself throughout your entire life. I love that Michelle Obama shared that. She said one teacher when she was younger said, why are you reaching for you know a high, an Ivy League school? And so her story, her narrative became, I don't belong. Even though she got the grades, she got into these schools, she got her, you know, her, her law degree, but it's still this narrative that's coming after her and it's so important to detach from those narratives because they're not real. No, I, I think I think this is really, really, really important. It's funny we're talking about this. I've been talk, thinking about this a lot of late, and I was talking about my cell phone yesterday with uh, and the day before with with clients about the importance that actually, you know, we do make up so many stories about our lives, and uh, and they start to start to rule us, and 
and people fam you know people within families end up in conflict because they make because you they did this and they did that and they did this but only really partly they may be only seeing half the story which is their own but the yeah. reality is those stories just aren't serving them um so if you uh, if you maybe think of life as being a bit more kind of empty and meaningless without those stories you can you can then go and act in that moment accordingly yeah i mean so with, with nine point. kids so many stories came through and that's <laughs> <laughs> and that was a journey for me this is part yeah. of the reason why i did this work is to start identifying the facts and reconnecting with my brothers and sisters going through a lot of struggles because we all had our own narrative and yeah. when we broke down the facts we all still loved each other that's a fact and yeah. so we were able to really move past those narratives that we all created about each other that were not serving us they weren't serving our family and these narratives are heavy aren't they and you hear, you hear people say um if someone said to me this week oh that's such a weight off my shoulders and you, and you, yeah. you feel the weight of these narratives and it's only if you can you can then suddenly pop them or see see the limiting belief that you had that that weight releases itself physically yeah. the energy physically yeah yeah it's a huge weight off your shoulders it's it's and it i mean i carry my weight or like my energy in my stomach and so i know when my stomach's churning and i'm not feeling good i'm i have to take a step and like pause what's coming up what narrative are you believing right now and what was the fact and you need to release that and find out the truth and approach it from that lens of looking for the fact not to justify your own story because we do that too <laughs> <laughs> well well brilliant on on that note uh, we're going to go to commercial break now and then we'll have a we'll have a look at the other three principles um before the for the end and uh, do join us after the break more 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 um more thoughts to come and actually that that the point about stories there is potentially life-changing it really is have a think about it during the break what stories might be holding you back and restricting your energy um you know in your in your life that you might have about yourself um about what you th you think in terms of you're good you're good you're not good um you need to um and have a think about those stories with with your family in fact i was just talking to someone this morning who was um uh, uh, it's a lovely person she's um She's Chinese um, and she's trying, uh, looking for work in the UK at the moment. And she has a view that um, it may be very difficult for her right now to get a job. And, uh, and I'm trying to say that's actually a story you've got. There's, there's, there'll be there's thousands and thousands of Chinese people who are fantastic and doing great jobs over here. And uh, there's lots of work opportunity. Don't allow yourself to be limited by that story. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Rebecca, this is great. We're going to be back again in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper so, so um, i'm with rebecca ahmed we're talking about about energy and energy at work and and rebecca shared started to share some of these um, these five success principles around energy you know curiosity uh, and we talked about we're talking about detachment uh, which was important um now the, i think the next one i re- i always really love and it's so important is presence tell us about presence from your perspective yeah practicing presence how many times are you with someone especially now in the digital age and you're on your phone you're not connecting with someone you're not listening actively listening to that person that's where you can get into that flow because when you just what you and i are doing right now chris if i was multitasking i wouldn't be present i wouldn't hear you know be able to connect with you on this level and so i challenge people to practice presence and i say practice because it is so hard sometimes Um, and that includes practicing presence with yourself meditating going for a walk going through your internal thoughts, being present to your environment. What is that bringing? I, um, oh, I'll share this. I did the most amazing thing yesterday. I went to a yoga class and it's called the Bodhi tree. And they built a glass tree house in the jungle of Nosara. So you get to do yoga surrounded by the jungle and you hear and see the monkeys. Ah, How amazing. Like, holy cow the presence i got to feel from that with 50 people in a room up in a tree house the energy was completely contagious completely inspiring and had i not been present to that moment even taking pictures would have pulled from that moment Mm. so practicing presence there you are getting a direct line to creativity you're getting a direct line to intuition it's just, it's, it's so energizing to be able to do that. And when you have those moments, it, it literally is, it, it, it's elevating. <laughs> it is. So people, if you, if you, if those of you are listening at the moment, um, something I've done three times this week with clients as I, what I've started to do now, Rebecca, is at the beginning of meetings, you know, everybody comes in, they're kind of all a bit anxious. They're, they're thinking about what's coming up next. They're thinking about what they've, they've just done and have the parked the car and the, a yellow line outside and 
um, there's a phone call they haven't handled is um, I, I get them now to do two minutes of, of deep breathing. So, mm -hmm. you know, bre breathing in, uh, closing their eyes, maybe holding, holding the breath for a few seconds, breathing out. And then I get a shift from you breathing in kind of calm and relaxation, you're breathing out stress. And it's amazing after, after two hours, just two minutes, how you just can then have a sensible conversation with everybody much more present um but it's it's really powerful i'm doing it all the time now but you start yeah. meetings and it just makes such a difference it's such a difference and chris i do that in my speeches too before jumping into any speech i have a moment of presence for the room just like you're saying to bring everyone together to be present to the journey that we're about to take for the next whatever 30 minutes an hour so they really tune in and they can focus on this growth mindset because they're looking to learn versus, oh, what else can I accomplish during this time? Yeah. And you miss so many amazing things by doing that. Oh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I uh, mentioned that because I've not thought about that during the beginning of a speech yeah. with everybody. But that's a Highly idea. recommend it. Yeah. It's a great it's idea. It's everyone on the same page. Yeah. Great idea. So how about exercising care? That was an, another one, I think, on your, of your five. Absolutely. So coming from such a combative area, right? And we're we're looking at people just not understanding others from their sense, their perspective, their world. Lead with love, lead with care. I say lead with care in the workplace because some people get a little wishy-washy with the word love. So mm -hmm. lead with love, lead with care. But when you're coming from that place, you're understanding and you're respecting someone else's perception. And rather than faulting them or judging them or coming from an assumption, you're coming from a place to say, I'm, I'm sure that there's something I'm not understanding. I'm sure that they don't have malintent. And when you look at scientifically, 98% of what we do is subconscious, not conscious. It usually doesn't have malintent. And so you can explore this opportunity with people when you lead with care rather than shutting them down. When you talked about that, that old boss, if he led with care, even if he was being enforceful, you would have that feeling, that psychological safety to vocalize and say, hey, sir, how you're speaking to me is coming off as this way. Am I being sensitive? Is there something that we can discuss? Or I really want to feel you know, inclusive to be able to vocalize my voice. That's leading with care. That's where you're able to really connect with someone and know at the end of the day, you're both trying to get to your goal and not trying to hurt each other. Hmm. That's a real, real, that's a real art here, here, isn't there, for leaders to lead with care, to create that space for people where they do feel psychologically safe. Yeah. Um, so it's it is, it's part. There's partly an inside job. However, for employers, they have to think about this in, this environment that they create and 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 develop their leaders such that they can energetically hold a space and hold a room and have the presence to hold a conversation that leads people to a. Uh, a higher level of um, higher level of connectedness and a higher level of contribution. Yep. And even through something so hard, when we had to do layoffs or I had to separate someone, and, and I learned this from one of my CEOs, um, Anthony San, San Filippo. He oversaw Pinnacle Entertainment. He was our CEO. And one of the values that he instilled was care. And I remember doing like EEOC investigations and having to separate people, but coming from a place of care not coming from a place of, oh, you did this wrong. This is, you know, who you are. Here's your paperwork, mm -hmm. go out the door. No, this is where HR gets to really lean into that and say, 
I'm so sorry that this is how we're ending. And I wish you the best of luck. And I'm hoping that this opportunity can really help you grow. It can help us grow so that we can do preventative measures in the beginning. It comes from a place of coaching. It comes from a place of really ensuring that you're humanizing everything. Yeah. And, and that's so important for organizations. And I think that's really forgotten, especially when something challenging comes up. Definitely. One of my clients always talks about, uh, he was uh, made redundant as he was a chief financial officer of a very big, well-known branded company. Uh, and he, he always said that the way that he was let go um, was done in such a special way that he's never, ever felt bad about leaving. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's always looked to that moment, the way that he's boss did it with such care and attention and consideration um, was really quite special. Um, yeah. and, and he managed to, you know, he, 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 his boss was sorry that he, he had to go, um, but he's never looked back really because there was no emotional stress or angst because it was handled so beautifully. Yep. And that that's amazing. Those stories need to be told more. So those who aren't doing that can understand how to do it smoothly and with love and and not put this weight on someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit. So we've just got a few minutes till the end of the interview now. So I'll, I'll, I'll we'll move off talking about those uh, those areas which are which are really powerful. But I wonder from your perspective, you know, how are you going to continue to help the world's businesses to build more positive energy and and for you who who is your ideal client who do you love to help yeah so um like you you shared i'm writing this book and so i'm so excited because it's going to help employees and leaders and organizations all come together and become more energized so the first and foremost is for them to really get a pulse on their energy and learn these different levels and so they can start using the tools to make shifts um, I'm looking for like my ideal client. I work a lot with Gen Z really on the like one-on-one -on -one level or group levels. And I look for innovative organizations who are looking to grow, looking to energize. And they want their, their team members and their employees to bring them about their best selves to work. And the employees too, they're looking for that guidance and that support. And when you leave work energized, there's nothing that, that feels better, you know? And I, and I know that because people tell me all the time, how do you accomplish so much? How do you get through a day and you still have not just a smile on your face, but then you're running to a spin class and then you're doing this. <laughs> you make these shifts. It is so energizing. And that's what everyone wants. I just wish I could like give it in little jars, but instead yeah. I have to give it through principles <laughs> and with people so that they have the tools to be able to do this and motivate them, motivate those around them, because that's what's also important. If you shift your own energy, you impact the energy of others. I'm sure you feel that with me right now because I feel that with you. You know, I'm not going to leave this podcast and be like, oh, that was exhausting. I'm going to go to my next meeting and be like, y'all, you wouldn't believe this is so exciting. <laughs> in such a beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, this is such an important, uh, an important subject. It's an important subject. Yeah, it would be great if we could, we could bottle you. And um, <laughs> I, I'm sure uh, if, if somebody could, it would be worth a, worth a small fortune. Um, uh, but we do need to, you know, we do need to all think about how can we just bring that extra bit of energy into what we do? How can we release it and use it? And uh, um, because, it, it it is the key, it is a key, isn't it, to, to drive moving things forward. 
um, yep. and influencing positively and 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 engaging and building organizations that people just love to deal with because you know if you deal with Rebecca uh, Becker once you finish um, dealing with Rebecca you feel better afterwards and uh, you know if you're working in a call center if you can leave a customer who you speak to feeling better because they've had a conversation with you I mean how many people in a call center are able to do that um, but you will stand out and and the results will will stand out um, and you'll be potentially more healthy and um, as as a consequence. So, yeah. not potentially. It's it's, it it's scientifically be. proven, yeah. right? You know, yeah. you see it. So, yeah. Um, and you can look country to country. That's what's even more amazing is we can see the health of different countries and how they operate and what energy level they're exuding. And you immediately see, oh, there's a direct correlation to how healthy they are because they're happy, because they're passionate and excited. Yeah. Fantastic. So do you have a final message you'd like to leave us with? Um, I guess my final message, I mean, to your energy, right? So I, I would say take all of this that we shared today and reflect, have a moment of presence to say, where am I at and where do I want to go? And know that you have the power to do this work and you have the power to make change and energize yourself. And um, follow me on, uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and my, my organization's Energetic Impact. So um, here to just provide and share and energize every single person I can connect with. Fantastic. Well, we're wonderful talking to you today, Rebecca. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been brilliant and leaving me with lots of energy. And I, for anybody who's listening today, if you're you're interested, obviously um, check out energeticimpact.com. Uh, if you've got any questions or thoughts or ideas, feel free to drop me an email at chris at chriscooper.co.uk uh, and and connect with us both on LinkedIn. But do let do let us know where you heard. Because um, I get a, so many requests on LinkedIn without a little message, and I don't connect with those people. I want you know <laughs> I want to know why they're connecting with me. So do do that. On next week's show, um, we actually at the end of last month, um, the we we recorded the 500th show, uh, and I we were talking about impacts, and I had four uh, amazing guests who've been on the show before, and we were discussing uh, impact about being more, achieving more. Uh, and reflecting on um, the 500 shows, but we had a technical issue so it, at Voice America, so it never aired. So um, I'm going to air that. We're going to air that next week. I'm going to have uh, the week the, some time off because um, uh, my mum's coming to stay. So I'm going to look after my mum that day and we, and we play that show on the Friday. So do check it out. Once again, a huge thank you to Rebecca Ahmed and to Wendy Keller for introducing us. And when the book comes out, Energy at Work, Reinvigorating Strategies to Transform Yourself in Your Workplace, uh, do go to your online bookseller and and get it because it's going to be good. I'm sure it's going to leave you feeling with lots more energy and motivation too. Take care, everybody. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.